Henry Marsden is Managing Director at Bespoke Records. After traveling internationally as a session bass player and musical director for nearly a decade, Henry founded Bespoke with a mission to champion artists and champion art. Bespoke has grown into a renowned boutique publisher, boasting a catalog that's racked up over 40 million streams and includes billboard hits Reckless and Cheap Wine. Henry lives in Brighton with his wife and two children. James Holland is an entrepreneur, sound engineer, and worship leader with a passion for music, technology, and business. Founded 15 years ago, his company NSP Cases manufactures flight cases for the safe transportation of musical, electronic, and IT equipment. For the last four years, James has toured the world with Martin Smith and his band as a front-of-house engineer. James is married to Emily, and they have two young boys, Joshua and Henry. That is awesome. Should we do like a little half circle so I can actually see both of you guys? And then I'll... There we go. So, yeah, I just thought we'd spend the last little bit of time just interviewing you guys. And uh, I know some of the stuff was said there, but I'll just kind of start with you, Henry. Um, Do you want to just kind of share what you you do? What um, Just share a little bit about Bespoke and kind of your vision behind that. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Um, so Bespoke is a music publisher. Um, it's kind of like a record label, but rather than selling recordings, we look after songs, look after songwriters and song copyrights. Um, we've got probably about 30 or 40 different songwriters involved in our family, community, um, and about 500 songs in our catalogue. Um, it's about 60% uh, Christian content stuff. So it could be Christians that write songs for Sunday morning congregational vibe, or Christians that are writing songs that are a bit more artistic or wouldn't necessarily fit in a Sunday morning box, and then even songs that are way outside the church, and even started to draw in people that aren't even Christian at all, um, just kind of creatives that are in a kind of wider sphere. Um, and the dream, the heart of it, is to try and um, equip, empower, and champion the creative, the songwriter, to protect them. Um, make them feel like they've got someone on their side who can kind of champion their creativity and make them feel uh, protected. And then also to really champion creativity itself again. Um, I think in a lot of um, creative spheres, and I think a bit in the Christian creative sphere, there's a lot of concentration on the commercial aspects of it, which isn't unimportant. But I think if that starts to come above the creativity itself, you start to kind of lose your way. So just trying to put creativity itself at the forefront and then strategy and profit and business and stuff can help try and serve that and just of that what what is your like ultimate dream out of bespoke what is if, if there's no limitations which there isn't what, what are you dreaming about oh wow um oh what a massive question um i think it'd be amazing to have a family of creative people that felt loved felt at home, felt like they had a champion on their side to help them grow like a career for themselves. Um, like It's important that creativity can be monetized so that creatives can sustain themselves, but to have someone kind of do that on their behalf and then they can just concentrate on the creativity. And I don't know if that looks like 
you know, a song in a church sense, kind of starting to travel around the world a bit and impact people's lives and change things spiritually. That's like amazing. Um, or if it's a Christian writing a song that could influence culture, that'd be really important. But I think as well, just to have someone who happens to be a Christian, but concentrates on creativity as well. So it could just be like um, bringing in someone who's not even in a church sphere to a family of Christian creatives and they can just be creative together, have a community and then have their um, creativity have a commercial aspect that they don't really have to worry about. That could be wicked. That's awesome. Cool. That's John James. So you've got quite an interesting story how your, your company started. I know I've heard a little bit from Martin and I've heard from you as well. I'd love for everyone to hear that story. Yeah. Um, so I, when I was probably around 18, um, I did music technology at college. I'd done a year doing business studies. Um, and me and my best friend had just sort of started this idea of making um, flight cases. And I was walking to work, which was a hi-fi shop. Um, And the night before, I'd prayed to God, um, if you want me to give this up, um, show me a sign. And I walked down the same high street, the same shopping uh, road every day to get to work. And uh, that next morning, I got off the bus and I walked down the road and there was this massive banner that had been put up overnight and it simply said, say yes to business. And (laughs) um, I couldn't really ignore that. Um, And, you know, that for me is is a word that I've always clung on to through the hardest of times. I always think back to that moment, you know, the promise that I felt God gave me um, for what I was doing and what I was going to do at any point I've had any sort of worries um, it's never become a doubt as such Um, you know I've clung on to that um, and there have been some hard times um, probably only six months ago after you know years and years of business um you know, we were in a very, very awkward situation. And, you know, within a few weeks of praying and continuing to trust God, it's turned around and we're in a much stronger position than we were, you know, and that's all because of God. Um, and it was through making square boxes that um, I got an email many years ago uh, from a, a guy called Lee Slater and I remember seeing the email address and it was at Furious um, and I was an avid delirious supporter and I remember just shouting to my business partner you know um, look who's emailed us and then you know a couple of years later that led to the relationship and the friendship that I've got with Martin and for the last four years I've got to travel around the world doing what my main and my my sort of first love was sound and music technology and I've got to do that with amazing guys amazing teams um, amazing places around the world Um, so I'm very very blessed to um, have a a wide experience of all of those things and you know through it all God knew exactly what was going on Um, and 
Yeah, so my encouragement is, you know, through business, through creativity, trust God in everything you do because he's got you, you know. He's not going to let you go. What I, what I love about your story is um, is that you connect with modern. You start, I think you started making cases for, for Delirious in the early days. And I just think that's incredible how, like, God, God kind of foresaw and knew something of the plan of God over your life, that even though you're going to be traveling around with him and playing such a pivotal part. So I don't know if you guys noticed, but the sound was unreal today. It's because of James, genius James. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go back to you, then I'll yeah. come back to you again. So, Henry is a, he's obviously a bassist, guitarist, drummer, piano player. Uh, what else do you play? Oh, terribly. Okay. <laughs> very, <laughs> oh, very, very <laughs> To kind of change a little bit of the angle, we spoke a little bit about bespoke, but uh, a lot of what you do is uh, MDing, um, and that may be new to some of you guys here, but it's just really kind of leading the band from a back end. I don't know if you want to just quickly just give, just talk about that and maybe give some handles to, to guys who want to maybe do that into the future. Yeah. So I, this is like all the top secrets that no one ever knows. I'm going to give them all away. Um, I have this like secret microphone that I can talk to the band in their in-ear monitors that no one out the front can hear. Um, I mainly use it for like jokes, coffee orders, <laughs> telling people off if they get something wrong. <laughs> but it's, it's an amazing tool um, to help keep a band, particularly like we only met all, all of the band yesterday. We had you know a quick like two-hour practice. That's it. Um, so to have a tool where you can communicate to them on the fly during a set of worship, particularly something that might go a bit more off-piste or spontaneous, um, can be really helpful. Um, so I often think of it like it can free the worship leader up to think a bit more spiritually about what God is doing and then to not have to worry about how the band will fill in where they want to go. So Martin or whoever is leading might just give me a quick eyeball or mouth what song we're going to do or give me a little hand signal and then all I have to do is then make sure the band all know what's happening or you know we're going to drop it down here make sure everyone can see what's happening um, so it just kind of helps keep everyone on the same page in case we start to go a bit off piste that's awesome to you just quickly okay because we we are following a time we've really gone a little bit over but that's fine um obviously you're an incredible sound guy and I don't think you could give uh a sound lesson in, in a few like kind of do sound bites but um just kind of your top things about kind of setting a room getting involved i know you, you're dealing with a myriad of different things when you travel with martin i know you even came to us and you literally had to rewire things and in, in the last concert we had it was it was a, a lot of hard work what is kind of your mindset as going in as a sound guy into situations um first of all i'm sort of understanding how it's all connected to make sure that it is doing what it's meant to be doing um and then, I suppose, listening to the system. Um, and for me, I'm trying to hear every instrument um, in a very pure, rich fashion. So very often, I'll listen to each instrument through the PA um, and try and find where the frequencies are essentially over-resonating um, and take that out. I try not to add too much because as long as the instruments sound good and that's something that's quite important so from a sound engineer sort of relating to the worship team it's very important to um, have that relationship that you can be honest with each other because actually if the guitarist's strings are old there's nothing I can do to make it sound good so guitarists every 
every couple of weeks, you know, you, you probably need to be changing your strings because it's... Talking rat to me. I, mean, <laughs> I reckon the older they get, the nicer they sound. But <laughs> so <laughs> that has, Vintage. for me, it's actually getting that source material is the most important thing. As long as the PA sounds good. Um, and the other thing is just monitor mixes is, is, is very, very important for the band to get a good monitor mix because if a guitarist isn't playing conf- confidently, that I can't make that sound good. Again, it's very often the tone is in the emotion. You know, very often someone can... The same two, the same instrument can be picked up by two different people and it will sound totally different. Yeah. So be confident as musicians and worship leaders. Don't do it in your own strength, but lean on God and just lean into him and give it everything because actually that makes the sound team's job really easy um working on your your tones in your own time um learning the song because if you know the song you can then go for it and i think that as much as me i'm a sound engineer i'm also a worship leader and a musician and that helps me i think in the way that i mix but actually if as musicians and worship teams we're prepared, um, well-practiced, well-tuned, tune those instruments, again, all of those things will make the sound engineer's job easy. That's awesome. Let's give these guys a round of applause. Amazing. I think the, one of the main reasons why I wanted to call them up is that, A, they're running businesses. So for me, it's, it's super exciting. That brings beauty back to the world. Christian men and women carrying businesses and influence. And also they're running with their passion. I think there's, there is a parallel that you can live in. You can, you can have your passion and work, and you can also have your passion in and, through and out of the local church. So these guys are such good examples of that.